faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, send steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper for truth, justice, and the American way. Justice and the American way. But before we join Superman, but before we join Superman, here's a girl somewhere in. Fellows and girls, somewhere in the Solomon Islands, there are a lot of big, tough, fighting marines. And they're carrying guns that you may have helped to buy for them. That is, if you've been buying your share of war-saving stamps for victory. You see, every single dime you exchange for a war-saving stamp helps to buy the guns and bullets, planes and bombs, the ships and the shells that are going to lick the Nazis and the Japs. Now, we know that all red-blooded Americans can't, know that all red-blooded Americans can't actually wear Uncle Sam's uniform. Because, well, because some of us are too young or too old to join the Army or Navy. But there is one big important way we can help. We can buy, we can lend our money to us into the hands of American fighting men. Why, do you know that your dime spent for a war stamp is the same dime used to buy five forty-five caliber bullets? I guess you know, too. And the Japs and the Nazis certainly do. And the Japs and the Nazis certainly do what a can do with five bullets. And speaking of sailors, you might be interested to learn that every time you buy five war stamps, that same 50 cents buys enough fuel oil to carry a destroyer a full mile closer to its objective. Now, that makes buying war stamps pretty exciting, doesn't it? Now, look, let's make a promise to ourselves right now. Let's promise to buy war-saving stamps every week regularly. And you can help even more than that. You can get your friends and your mother and father and all the people you know to buy war stamps and bonds regularly. They'll want to help, too, when you explain to them how important it is for all of us to do our share to help our brothers and friends in uniform. In this war, and we've got to help them. So remember, every time you've got a dime... Buy a war-saving stamp. And now, the adventures of Superman. In London, acting as foreign correspondent for the Daily Planet, Clark Kent and Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, too, have been caught in a web of mystery surrounding the tiny men, strange creatures who are no taller than a 12-inch ruler. In our last episode, we heard how our friends made the acquaintance of Professor Giraud, who, although once a teacher of chemistry and science at Sorbonne University in Paris, is now a humble attendant at Madame Tussaud's famous waxworks in London. Professor Giraud is guarding a secret which the Nazi Gestapo is anxious to get its hands on. As our last episode ended, our friends were discussing the mystery of the tiny men with Professor Giraud when an air raid started. A bomb crashed through the house and became lodged in the center of the room. Suddenly, Kent realized that falling timbers and debris had cut off their exit through the door. They were trapped in a dark room in the center of which lay a delayed action bomb. Listen. The doorway's blocked with falling timbers. We're caught in here. We can't get out. Oh, we got to get out. That's a delayed action bomb. It may go off any second. 
sleeping mackerel, Mr. Kent. Isn't there anything you can do? What, what, what can I do, Jim? Well, I don't know, but golly, we got to do something or we're finished. Can't we get out through the window? The windows, as I told you, are nailed shut. Oh, oh good grief. Let's watch him and get out of here. Is he too sorry dropped to the ground? There is no fire escape. Oh. This is a job for Superman. First, I'd better pretend to pass out as Clark Kent. They'll never see me in the dark. What are you saying, Clark? I, I, I can't stand this nervous tension. Oh. My, my nerves never were anything oh. good. I tell you. Physical violence of any sort frightens me just the way those tiny men frighten you. Tiny men frighten you. I feel faint. Oh, gosh, Mr. Kent, try to... Oh, she's passed out cold. Well, that cream puff always was a big help and the going got tough. What's that? What was that noise? I don't know, Jimmy. Maybe I'd say that someone had pulled that bomb out of the floor. Someone did. Look, a shadow by the window. You're right, Jimmy. And it looks to me like... Jimmy! Like... Jimmy! It is Miss Lane. It's the, it is Miss Lane. It's the shadow of Superman. And he's got that bomb in his arms. Hey, Superman! Through the window. Up! Up! And away! Thank heaven I managed to get out of that room with this bomb before it went managed to get out of that room with this bomb before it went off. Hello, is that a Nazi bomb? Well, I think we may have. I'll just poke my index finger. I'll just poke my index finger through the steel. So? Push the pin down to set off the chemical firing mixture. Chemical firing mixture. It's right. This bomb ought to explode just as it hits that bomber. Look out. Right back into your lap. Ah. Ah. Practically blew him out of the sky. Nice hunting. Nice hunting indeed. Say that house is where Sherlock Holmes lived, Mr. Kent? Yes, Jimmy. Well, did Sherlock Holmes actually exist? Well, that's a question, Jim. But I can tell you that a lot of people believe he did. The London Post Office receives thousands of letters every year addressed to Sherlock Holmes at this address. Gosh, he sure was a great detective. We could use somebody like him to clean up the mystery of the tiny men. We could also use somebody to clean up the mystery of the missing report. To me, how you came to be missing from Professor Giro's apartment last night after the lights went on. Well, I said... Well, at least you haven't explained it to my satisfaction. I told you I jumped out of the window. Oh, Clark. Well, people do crazy things under the influence of fear. Well, it seems mighty queer to me. One minute you're lying on the floor in a cold faint. And then when the lights go on, we hear you calling from the ground below, crying your head off about a sprained ankle. I twisted it when I fell. Oh, I see. Lucky I didn't break my neck. Lucky for whom? And another thing, that ankle of yours doesn't look any more sprained to me than mine does. Whoa. Well, it's not swollen or anything. Hey, listen, you two. If we don't hurry, we're going to be late for our appointment with Professor Giroux at Madame Toussaint's Waxworks. It's just around the corner. We won't be late. Come on. Gosh. I can hop. Gosh. I can hardly wait to see Madame Tussauds. Did the professor say he'd show us through the whole exhibit? Certainly did, Jim. The Chamber of Horrors and everything? Oh, Jimmy, you're impossible. I wouldn't mention the Chamber of Horrors, Jim. You see, it's an exhibit of notorious murders and things of that sort. Considering what happened last night... Yeah, that's right. I ought to have thought of that. Well, just remember not to mention it again. Well, here we are at Madame Tussauds. And sure enough, there's Professor Giro in his attendance uniform. What a pity to think of a man with his intellect working at a job like that. Mm-hmm. Might be worse. At least it serves as a means of livelihood until he can go back to France and take up his duties at the university again. Mm-hmm. Oh, Professor, good afternoon. Oh, bonjour, my friend. Good afternoon, my Professor. Everything you already repeated. Coming to this way. To the town. Oh, thank you. That's nice. Jeez, it's quite a place. 
that huge wide stairway going up to the second floor. That is where the exhibits are. All that is for the Chamber of Horrors. Huh? That is in this cellar. We will visit that later. Oh, gosh, we thought... Honey. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah. Jimmy, I am not sure if the exhibit of historical figures is open yet. Would you mind that it's open yet? Would you mind asking that attendant standing over there? Oh, not at all. Be glad to. Excuse me, sir. Could you tell me if the exhibit of historical figures is missing? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I said, could you tell me... Gentlemen, Germany. He's made a wax. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a real man. I'm sure got a hand it to Madame Tussauds. Madame Tussauds, Jimmy, was a supreme artist. Her wax statues are more lifelike than the people themselves. I can believe that. Well, come, my friends. Let us go upstairs to the exhibit. Professor, I understand visitors can buy small wax statues as souvenirs. That, are they expensive? I do not really know, mademoiselle. You might ask that attendant standing there. Very well. Oh, no. You can't play the same trick twice, Professor. Can I help you, miss? Oh, why, he is real. <laughs> I thought he was made of wax. Don't start to invest, if I may say so. I should say it is. Oh, my friends, this way. It is a de- deliberate trick, you see, having some attendants made of wax and some real. The real ones stand perfectly motionless so that it is almost impossible after a time to tell which is which. That's a wonderful joke. Say, what's in this small room off here? That is the room of fairy tales. Oh. To my own mind, it is the finest part of the exhibit. I am especially in love with this sleeping beauty. Come, I will show her to you. Gosh, what a room. Each exhibit has its own special light, hmm? Yes, a special spotlight for each. Each one, in different colors, of course. Uh-huh. The lights set the mood. There, for instance, is sleeping beauty, and there is a soft blue light on her. Oh, isn't it lovely, Clark? Sleeping beauty lying on that couch, and the young prince bending over is about to kiss her and wake her up. Oh, it's enchanting. Hey, look. Hmm? She's breathing. What? Sure, look. Her hands are folded across her, and they're rising and falling as she breathes. Isn't that amazing? It is indeed. A most starting realistic effect. Starting realistic effect. There is a little bellows inside the figure, operated by a small motor. Oh. Yes, yes, she is indeed the most beautiful creature I have ever set eyes on. Why, Professor, you sound as if she were... Why, Professor, you sound as if she were actually alive. Sometimes to me she seems that... Oh, well, never mind. Here is the next fairy tale, seeing the dragon with a javelin. Oh, Scott, that is realistic. You are right. As a matter of fact, it looks more realistic to me than usual. It has probably been touched up by the artists in the past few days. And do you have a staff of artists who go about touching up these exhibits? Oh, yes, yes, these statues require a good deal of care. Yes. Hey, golly, look at this exhibit over here. What is it, Jim? Well, it's Gulliver in the land of the Lilliputians. The Lilliputians, Jim. Lilliputians, huh? Jim. Huh? Really? That should be interesting. Let's have a look. What's the matter, Professor? Something wrong? No, 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 it is nothing, it... It is only that those Lilliputians, they are so like the tiny men. So like the tiny men. Oh, yes, of course. Jim does manage to put his foot into things now and then, Professor. I'm it's sorry. all right. It's... Come, do not let us spoil the boy's fun. Gosh, look how big Dollar is and how small those men are. Those men are. Oh, I'll bet they look just like the tiny men. Don't they, Miss Lane? Yes, Jim, they do. As a matter of fact, they are about the same size. Give me a queer feeling just to look at them. I'll take it easy, Lois. Just the sight of something like that. Harmless as it is, it brings back it. Oh, let's look back at... Oh, let's look at another exhibit. All right. 
Let's take a look at this, right? Let's take a look at this. Wait a minute. What's the matter, What is it? I thought I saw... I did see it. Look. What? One of those Lilliputians is... Look. What? One of those Lilliputians is moving. Hey, moving. He's coming right toward us. Oh, yes. You know what? He's one of these tiny men. What do we do? Stand where you are. Don't move. Oh, Clark. Look. Clark. The little figure's stopping. It's lifting its arm. Oh, golly. It's pointing a finger at you, Professor. I cannot... Stop. Oh, you're alone. She makes you famous. Oh, gosh, she's always famous. Just when things are getting excited. Mr. Easy, does it, Professor. The trick, you hear? A trick. Let me handle it. What? What was that? Something moved at the other side of the room. Something moved at the other side of the room. Oh, look, look. Jimmy, what? The Black Knight. He's moving, too. What? He's raising that javelin. Look out. He's going to throw it at the Professor. Well, strange things seem to be happening in the fairy tale room at Madame Tussaud's Waxworks in London. It begins to look as if we may be reaching a solution to the mystery of the tiny men. For with Superman on the scene, even in his disguise of Clark Kent, you may be certain nothing will escape him. Be certain nothing will escape him. In any event, be sure to hear the next thrill-packed episode. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Yes, be sure to tune in again tomorrow for another thrilling Superman episode. And don't forget what else you're going to do tomorrow. You're going to buy war stamps as you're going to buy war stamps as often as you can get mother or dad to give you a dime. Now you know when you see that big capital S on a three-cornered shield, you recognize it as the emblem of Superman, and you know at once what that stands for. Likewise, when you see the capital letters U.S. on a war-saving stamp or bond, you recognize them as the emblem of Uncle Sam and Uncle Sam. And it represents a pledge from Uncle Sam to you. His pledge to use every dime you lend him when you buy war-saving stamps for more bullets and guns and planes and all the other things the American armed forces need to win a smashing victory from the Nazis and the Japs. So don't put off buying war stamps. Buy one every time you've got a dime. Uncle Dime. Uncle Sam is depending on you. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leave tall buildings at a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same day through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is written and directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.